Hi guys, and welcome to the What Else Podcast. My name is Sarah, and by listening to this podcast, we have now become best friends. And as best friends do, here we talk about life, ask interesting questions, and open up the floor to learn what else is out there. Before we get started, be a pal and subscribe to the podcast and give it a five-star rating because that is what friends do, and by doing so, you give someone else a better chance of finding it. All right, friend, let's get into the episode. Hi, guys, and welcome to today's episode of the What Else Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, Dr. Eden Armstrong Johnson. Uh, you, you have had that name for now almost a week. Um, and she is a personal friend of mine, and today we're going to go over the planning that she did for her, it's not a COVID wedding, but she had a wedding during COVID, planned her wedding during COVID. Um, she got engaged right before everything shut down, and I know that a lot of you guys are getting married or just got engaged or are currently planning weddings, and this affects so many things in planning any kind of event. So I thought it'd be great to have her on um, to give some tips on how to make that a lot easier, as well as some fun things to do when you're engaged and getting ready for marriage and all that kind of stuff. So welcome. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so first of all, you got married last Saturday. Yep, on Halloween. On Halloween. It was a beautiful <laughs> wedding. If you uh, saw my Instagram, I posted about it. Um, and it was so fun. It was a wonderfully done wedding. Um, just absolutely so gorgeous. Um, and so I thought, of course, I was like, she's a perfect example of executing a glorious COVID wedding. Um, so, but let's go back. When, when did you get engaged? Um, and when did wedding planning start? Did you have to change your wedding date? Let's just go all the way to the beginning. Yeah. So Jim and I went to Alaska for my 30th birthday. Oh yeah. The guy's name is Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Her new husband's name is Jim. <laughs> um, and we got engaged the day before my birthday on the top of the ski slope where we were staying at the ski resort we were staying at. And then, so I text my family, blah, blah, blah. My sister calls me. She picks up the phone, or I pick up the phone. She goes, hey, congratulations. We have a lot of planning to do. Oh so God. kind of it started immediately. Yeah. Because um, I've had a Pinterest board, you know, forever. Who hasn't, man? So that was back in January. So I was like, okay, you need to wait a minute. And then, so probably the first week in February, I started I had a few venues already like look picked out, was thinking about this one. My top one ended up not fitting into budget, so I went to the next top one. I was looking at dates. Okay. So I've always been obsessed with Halloween. It's been my favorite. And of course, I had to compare the Clemson football schedule with the Carolina football schedule because I'm not going to get married when there's a Clemson football game going. And then Carolina, you'd have to deal with traffic and hotels and blah, blah, blah. So Halloween was a Saturday. It did not have a Clemson game and the Carolina game was away. So I called the venue and they were like, oh yeah, we have that. Oddly, we have that. But, and I was like, reserve it. We're done. And they do all their own catering, which I highly recommend. Really? So my venue. Do what? You, you recommend in-house. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cause at first I was like, I don't want that. I want to be able to pick my own food, but because they do their own catering, because they're mainly a catering company that has venues. They have all these connections with like linen rentals. They have all their stuff. So they set up all the chairs. They set up all the tables. 
they set up the linen, whereas at my sister's wedding, everything was separate. And so we had to set up all the tables, all the chairs for my sister's wedding. So for us, it was like they just went in and put decorations up. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's all places that have their own catering, but I would assume that it probably goes hand in hand. So that was really nice. So I had all of that sorted. Beginning of March, they did a tasting. I had to work because it was a Saturday. (laughs) I work Saturday. And so then Jim and my mom went, they tasted the food. My sister immediately got us a dress, whatever it's called, appointment at um, Beholden in Atlanta because they have my favorite dresses. Okay. So we went at the end of February. We did one local place and then we did, went to Atlanta the next day. That was it. Had the dress, ordered it. I'm trying to think. So then the original officiant, original, was a buddy of ours. That's a good friend of like, we have a tight friend group here in Columbia. And he was one of our friends. He had just gotten ordained for his sister's wedding. And then my dad at the time managed my uncle's band. So we had the band, the officiant, the venue, the catering, the dress, and all, then, of your, all a month mid- after you got engaged. Yes, because me and my sister are type A psychopaths. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so, and we were also just like, once we picked the date and knew that we had nine months, we were like, okay, let's just go. Because it was never my intent to like get married nine months after I got engaged, but how it was just such a perfect date. It was like, we had to do it. Um. Yeah. And then COVID hit. Yeah. Right after you're like, we got everything settled. This is great. Life is great. Halloween just happens to be on a Saturday, which worked out beautifully. Yeah. So, okay. What, um, like what pivoted? What changed when COVID hit? So not much for a while. I like distinctly remember other people that had like May weddings they were having to postpone or like June weddings were having to do like live streamed weddings with just like two people. Yeah. So I remember back in like April, May, everybody was like, oh, but yours is in October. You'll be fine. It won't be happening that long. So then I just continued. I did a like a on the phone consultation with the baker where like we'll set up tasting closer out. And then in June I went and did like my fitting, but like during all of this, like when I went to my fitting and like my hair and makeup, like had to wear a mask the whole time, um, which that was, you know, whatever, just different. But then when it got to June or July, it was like, when is this, this isn't going to stop anytime soon. And that was the moment where we have to send out, invitations in August. So we need to decide now, are we going to keep going or are we going, you know, going to postpone? And it was just like, I had done all this work and it was such a perfect date. And I asked Jim and my mom and my sister, and, you know, back then the predictions were, we don't know when we're going to have a vaccine. We don't know when we're going to go back to normal. So let's say we postpone till next fall. And then we're back where we were. Yeah. So we were like, whatever, we'll just do it. You just, so you like, we're going to do this. We're going to do it now. We're going to do it when we planned. The wedding or the venue that you booked in March or February, <laughs> February, um, was that the same venue that you Oh, yeah. Booked? Yep. Gotcha. Okay. So I contacted them in June or July and was like, so 
because at first I was like, I didn't know. I was like, what if we need to postpone? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, how do we move forward? And she was just like, you know, the state's restrictions are half capacity and our building can hold 300. So our original number was 150. And at that point we had cut it down to 120, you know, trying to like get down as close to just close friends and family to limit the number of people. So she was like, we should be fine. And I had asked her, I was like, it was supposed to be, you know, buffet where people go up and pick what they want. I was like, well, there'll be people serving, wearing masks and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yes, we've gotten all this in place already. So they were super. And I think too, so we ended up, so we originally were going to have invite 150, which if you do like the special wedding mat, math it's like 70 percent or 75 percent of those you invite actually come oh that's so it's gonna math. be yeah um so it was gonna be like 110 to 115 so then we dropped it down to like 120 and then it ended up only like 70 people ended up coming which was cheaper so it's fine there you go um and I think in that part of the venue so that venue actually has three buildings and I think you're supposed to have over 100 people to be in that building but they were like, it's COVID, so we can't, you know. Right. What are you going to do? Yeah. Did you get pushback? Like, I mean, from guests or anybody who was like, I'm not coming because of COVID or how did oh, you yeah. navigate? There's emotions that are going to come with that. Like people are going to be nervous Yeah, um, and it's a wedding. So like, I mean, there's already going to be some drama. There always is. Um, and that just kind of elevates it. Did you have to deal with any of that? And if you did, how did you deal with it? Oh yeah, there were tears. So as soon as we decided to do it, I'm a veterinarian. I work in the medical field. My mom is a nurse practitioner. She's been on the front line since day one. She like volunteered and has been running the COVID section of her office like since day one. So she goes, all right, I'm going to buy 300 white masks. We're going to put something on them. They're going to be favors. We'll, you know, make sure everybody has a mask. We'll try to enforce it as best we can. We had those little We had two of those little forehead temperature things at my office. I was like, can I take one of these for my wedding? And so we were like, this is what we're going to do. We talked to the venue and had them space out the ceremony chairs. So where there's like three feet, you know, it's not six feet, but like at least some feet between everybody. We talked to squad and got squad to do temperature checks and hand out masks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so that was kind of our plan. And I have an aunt and uncle that are very, they're both over 65. And my, so my uncle is in the band that we were supposed to have. All of them are over 65 or 62. They're all over 60. And like two of them are diabetic. So they were like, we don't, we're not going to. And I was like, that's fine. You know, I get it. But they have, um, so all the sound equipment we use belongs to my uncle. And then we got to use their sound engineer to basically DJ everything. Gotcha. As soon as we lost the band, we have another option. But it like for a minute was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Because this was like July or August. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did anything, was there any like one time where things were like, I don't want to say crumbling down, but it was like everything kind of started falling Apart. So within a week or two, the officiant backed out because of COVID and the band backed out because of COVID. One of my aunts was saying, I just wish you guys would have postponed. A few weeks later, we found out Jim's mom is one of 11. None of her family was going to be able to make it. My two two of my closest cousins live in Arkansas and California. They're not going to be able to make it. So all within like a month and a month and a half, like leading up until September, 
there was a lot of like, did I make the right decision? Did I make the right decision? I'm not, I'm the kind of person, like, if you're my, one of my people, I will go to bat for you. But for myself, I kind of do whatever everybody else wants. So it like really was against my nature to make such a selfish decision. And then like having to deal with like the blowback was really hard. (laughs) Yeah. How did, how, I mean, how did you deal with that? Because it's, you know, it's event you plan your whole life and it's already not going your way. Yep. I never want to be like Bridezilla, but it's also like, it's a day you've thought about since you were three and then kind of, kind of you know, <laughs> I'm not that girl. I thought about being a vet since I was three. I've thought about my wedding since like 22. Okay. Oh, well, like a little bit of a different time. <laughs> a little bit, just slightly, just slightly, but like you've been thinking about it. It's something that, you know, means a lot. And for even a normal wedding, I think it's hard to maintain emotions and like navigate all of that without putting too much pressure on the day. And then when you're dealing with a pandemic and all of that that you just said, like, how did you deal with that mentally? Because I I can't, I think it's probably way harder than I even, I even would, would imagine. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of a... I'm a doer and I'm a problem solver. I think that's why I went into medicine. And so with the band and the officiant, it was like, okay, what's our plan B? How can we fix this? So I have a friend that I grew up with that was a pastor. I contacted him. We had another backup through Jim's mom, like a friend of hers is a minister or something. I can't remember. So it was like, cool. We have like plan B and C and D. And then we figured out the thing with the music. And then that ended up, the band would have been cool, but probably my favorite thing that I did planning was making that that playlist and I got so many compliments on it it was lovely Um, (laughs) absolutely lovely and I will say like the pastor about brought me to tears he was awesome oh my gosh so heartfelt and you could tell like he was really in it and it was very personal um it was beautiful yeah so it all worked out. And I think that was like, especially day of is everything came together day of and it was fine. So none of the bridesmaids couldn't make it or, you know, like immediate family was all there. And that's what kind of in my, when it came down to it, when I had those moments and there were a few, I'm a pretty go with the flow and I do pretty well, except for if it comes to my job with when things don't go well. But the moment I faltered, I just... A, I have Jim and my mom and my sister. And my mom and my sister were like, no, you made this decision. It's your day. They don't get a say. And, you know, if they want to have a problem with it, that's not your problem. You can't help that it's a pandemic. You had this plan. This is what you're doing. Same thing with my dad. He said those same things. Like, this is your day. You can't help that it was a pandemic. And so it was just like, just reinforcing that I had to make a selfish decision, but You know, and then the other thing that Jim's mom said at one point was, you have no idea. I mean, I think I know for some of them, but like a lot of those people, would they have even come anyway? So why get upset over something that you don't even know? Yeah. 
All right, we're going to take a quick break to thank a non-sponsor, Sparks of Joy Co. This is a very special non-sponsor because Sparks of Joy Co. was actually started by a very good friend of mine. Sparks of Joy Co. is a greeting card company, and they have what's what are called Sparks, and then they have mini Sparks. So Sparks are beautifully designed postcards that are pre-stamped, which is absolutely amazing. So you don't have to go out and buy stamps. I think that's so genius and convenient. And then mini Sparks are smaller greeting cards that are meant for hand delivery and you can write a message on the back um, or put them in somebody's mailbox or like you know hide them in something I think that'd be just adorable and the absolute best part is that no I am not sponsored by Sparks of Joy Co but I do have a code which is amazing Callie gave me a code and it is Sarah B S A R A H B and you get 20% off of your order when you use that code so definitely check them out follow her on Instagram at Sparks of Joy Co I mean they're just adorable and then know you're going to love these cards. I got a whole package of them and they are just so cute. All right, back to the episode. So looking back on the day, is there anything that you like would do differently or are like, you know, of course it it was beautiful. It's your wedding day. You love it, but you're like, oh, I wish I could have done this. The only thing, and this is such a stupid thing, and this was the only drama the day of was, so Jim has three nieces. One of them is two and a half, so obviously she can walk, and then the other two just turned one. So yeah, so we were trying to figure out how we could get them into the ceremony when obviously they can't walk. So my sister came up with the idea of putting them in a wagon and have Jim's dad pull them down the aisle. And you know, so it's, all over, it's all over Pinterest. So we priced out wagons like the Big wagons with the w- wooden sides that you see in all the Pinterest photos, <laughs> like at the cheapest, like $160. It's insane. It's for a wagon. Um, and so you can get like plastic ones, like cloth plastic ones for cheaper, but we're like, that's not going to look good. So we had our old red wagon, which was made in the, my sister's an 86 baby. So who knows when that wagon was actually made? Probably in the 90s. But like no safety for children put in thought put into that <laughs> wagon. So the sides are like all of a half a foot, you know, high. And so I spray painted that thing gold. My mom, she bought a sign that says, Here comes the bride. She like hot glued eucalyptus and ribbon and she made this pad for them to sit on that had like elastic to cover put over their legs and like ribbons to keep their attention. And we're like, okay, great. We got it. The moms were okay with the size of the wagon. It's great. So we do the one rehearsal. Everything goes perfect. And so then between doing the next rehearsal, they sit in the wagon and one of them gets bored and tries to grab a leaf and almost fall. Uncle JD came in and saved it. It was fine. But then my dad and Jim's dad start going on and on about the safety of the wagon and then in the end, we didn't end up using the wagon because day of one of one of the girls were, was fussy before she even got in the wagon. But what I would do differently is try to find a taller wagon. <laughs> <laughs> one little detail. <laughs> like you never would have thought, but no. man. Because that uh, would have been so cute. <laughs> but, it, but it went so beautifully. Nora, when she was coming down the aisle. Oh my God. I'd love her. Beautiful, like flower girl. She had the cutest dress and it had a bunch of tool. And How feathers. Old How old is she? 
she'll be two, uh, three in March. So she's yep. like two and a half ish. So adorable and such a personality. And she, they were like guiding her through and she was like, had her basket and she, she was kind of distracted. She'd be looking around. She'd like, look at you and like, stop and grin and smile. Cause she's like, I look cute. You should acknowledge it. And then she got to the top of the aisle and all the flowers came out. She started grabbing all the flowers and just dropping them to the ground. And she, she looked so proud. She, she was, was. Like, I am doing it. Like, She's like, I'm nailing it. I'm nailing this. They have this? been practicing that since when was my bachelorette? Since the beginning of September. Oh my God. <laughs> nope. <was> awesome. <laughs> it was so cute though. It was great. That kind of stuff you really gotta let um, roll off your shoulders, but but that didn't bother me. I thought that was great, and then yeah. she and then she got to the end and looked at the empty basket and then just threw it. Yeah, <laughs> you're so funny. Oh god, but oh man, you mentioned your bachelorette. How did how did you do your bachelorette? Did it did it happen as you planned it? How did that go? Absolutely not. So probably maybe before I started planning my wedding, I started planning my bachelorette. That's not true, but um, <laughs> but so I I love beer ever since I turned twenty one. I've been into craft beer, and so and I love the mountains. So Asheville was like a no no brainer. And so what I always wanted was to go on, you know from brewery to brewery to brewery, and then there's this here's a plug Buxton Hall Barbecue. It's right next to Catalba Brewing. It is the jam, and I will eat their meat because all of their pork is humanely raised. Also a great plug. Well, wonderful. And so the, the plan was to end up there and in, and, and like, you know, the major night. Um, if, uh, like, I think four of my closest girlfriends didn't feel comfortable going out of town or being around that many people. So it was mostly just my mom, my sister, Jim's mom, his three sisters, Emily, and then two of my friends. One from vet school, one from um, one from back home, and we didn't get to go to Buxton because in North Carolina, I'm pretty sure still I don't know, but like restaurants weren't open, especially not for a group of ten people. When we went to certain breweries, we had to split up because you couldn't sit in groups of six or more, which that wasn't that big of a deal. Um, but overall, we still got to go from brewery to brewery brewery because they all have outdoor stuff and then my sister got box and hall takeout and we just went back to the house and ate it there you go yeah and it actually ended up being much more chill because of everything for covid we mostly stayed at the house um and my sister threw a harry potter themed bachelorette so there were all these different games we played to like get house points for your house so and it was actually it turned out really probably better than if we had just like gone out and gotten drunk the whole time yeah 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 so is there any, t- well, okay, I want, I have two questions um, and we can kind of navigate them and th- these would be my, my last ones. Um, one, tips for the brides who are planning their weddings right now, like things that they, I mean, I always think that there, there's things that you just don't think of. Um, yeah. So that, and then also tips leading up to the wedding between you and your fiance, what to do um, if you guys did any, like, prep work is a weird way to put it but kind of like preparation for the wedding with your relationship or did any of that did you do anything in prep for that so yeah so tips so this is a general tip COVID or not but just and I kind of knew this going in and Laura did I have to practice it just go with the flow like you cannot predict what's going to happen and 
getting upset and breaking down over it is not going to solve anything. And like we've mentioned, like we, I had to change to doing my own music that ended up being amazing. And then I had to change officiant that ended up being amazing. So you just got to roll with it. And as far as COVID, I mean, the mask as a favor was a great idea. I am blessed with two cousins that are graphic designers. So they designed a logo that we had printed on a stamp. Etsy for the wins. Etsy, Etsy, Etsy is your best friend as a bride. Um, but, and so I think handing out masks as favors, um, a lot of tailors will take, my mom ended up making mine, but the tailor offered whatever they take off your dress, which I'm five feet tall. So they took like a whole nother dress off the bottom um, and they'll make it into a mask. So it matches. Oh, yeah, it, that was so interesting. Yep. I didn't even think about that. It was beautiful. It, the lace yep. matched the lace on your dress. It was very well done. Yeah, um, that's my mom. <laughs> yeah, well, she did a great job. It looked it looked great. Um, and then Jim's mask, like, was almost identical to his suit. There are multiple Etsy shops that are making ma- masks out of like basically suit material for weddings. So there's that as well. And then we just, I just bought a box, like a box of black masks for all the wedding party. Um, and then those temperature things, like I had one for free at work, but they're only like 30 or $40 on Amazon. And even though, I mean, as you know, squad was like, what do we do if someone's over? It's mostly just for a comfort. It made my dad more comfortable. It made Jim's dad more comfortable, like all the people over 50 that know they're going to be at higher risk. It made everybody more comfortable knowing that we're putting these safety measures into place. And that was the big thing, I think, is just having that open communication. I, you know, I sent out email after email, which you can do. We use the knot. I'm sure you can do that through like Zolo or some of those other places, but just like, we're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing this. And if you're not seated at a table, wear a mask um, just to like, so people feel more comfortable to go. And then you can know that you've done everything. And if they still don't come, that's not on you. Um, we also made it known we had seven or eight people that only came to the ceremony and then left. Oh, um, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, because they were like, well, that's outside. And then I'm I'm good to go. And then get a videographer. So no one told me until after I had already gotten one. And I had only gotten one because we saved so much money because half the people that were supposed to come came. But A, I've watched the video like four times already. B, I was able to send it out to all of Jim's family that couldn't make it. My Nana ended up couldn't not being able to be there, not because of COVID, but for other medical reasons. And so you have like, yeah, you weren't there, but here it is. Um, the other thing is we are thinking about throwing an engagement party at, I mean, anniversary party <laughs> at some point for everyone who couldn't make it. So you can also tell people like, we're going to maybe do this. So you don't have to worry about stressing not to come. And so then you don't get those people coming to you being like, why won't you postpone? Cause then you have a plan for them. Yeah. So they can participate in some way. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Did you guys beforehand do anything like yeah. to preparation for the wedding or like, what did you do, do during your engagement time to yeah. drink? So two big things. So one of them, and this was like, it almost felt like it was a stepping stone to us being married. So I've been working at, you know, in a hospital since this all happened. So I've been going in seeing, you know, at least my coworkers don't really see other people, but every day. 
Jim has been in this house nonstop in his one little room doing, you know, his work from home. And it was starting to get to him. He was like, I just can't do this anymore. I feel like I just do the same thing day in and day out. And so he loves to cook. So I came up with the idea of our cooking around the world series. So every week we started alphabetically. That way you don't get stuck like in one region with the same kind of food. We'll just go alphabetically. We've been cooking a major dish from every country. And A, gave him something to look forward to and something to kind of bust up his routine. And then for us, it was something we started doing as a couple and we won't cook or prep or anything until we can both sit down and do it together. And it kind of felt like this is us starting to, this is how we're going to do the rest of our lives is everything together. That's yeah. Your series looks awesome. You, cause you post, I'm pretty sure you post every single meal. Yes. I still have to post tonight's, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it looks, it's such a good idea. Such a good idea. Uh, We were thinking, we were like, oh my gosh, we should do something similar because that just seems so much fun. I have a Google Doc. I can send it to you. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, please. Please share. And then the other thing that we did that I recommend and a lot of like ministers and pastors and whatever, like, require is we went to premarital counseling. Um, We went to, I have a counselor because I have generalized anxiety disorder. So we went to someone within her practice that does premarital counseling. And it was really nice because I think it gave us a lot of tools for how to deal with stuff. So we never fought until we started planning a wedding during a pandemic and things came up with like his family and my family. And it's hard because you are torn between the two families um, that's another tip. <laughs> Don't let your families tear you apart. Um, but we had, I just remembered the things that like our marriage counselor, Glenn would pull out of each of us. And, and so I was able to understand Jim's actions more. And so when we got, we got this huge fight, we'd never gotten in a fight before. And it was just like, I now feel like I can deal with this because we just went through however many hours of premarital counseling. I, um, I've like thought about premarital, marital counseling. And I also thought it was a real, I mean, I guess it kind of is a religious thing because like the ministers require it. Um, but I've never, I don't know what it's like. Obviously I'm not married. Is it, (laughs) is it weird? Are you nervous? Do you like, was Jim into it? Cause normally you're thinking like the guy isn't gonna be as, you know, it just, it seems more mushy and yeah, yeah. there's a stereotype, but yeah, usually. It wasn't mushy at all. I don't know if partially because the counselor was a guy or whatever. And Jim was definitely, I think he was as into it as I was. I can't tell. Definitely once we got started, he was because he would give us homework. The counselor would give us homework and Jim would finish it just as quickly as I did. And it was mostly just learning what, like he made us sit down and write like one, rank these things one to 10. Like these are the top five things that mean that are most important that I want out of the relationship. And then these are the top five things Jim wants. And, and knowing that, and then I'm trying to think some of the other things. And it was, and he said, you know, you have to make every decision where both parties are in enthusiastic agreement. And that, like, I've thought about that every single time we've gone to make a big decision with the wedding. Like, are we both very happy about this? Is this what we want? And with planning the honeymoon and doing this and that, you know, not like little things like what are we eating tonight? Like, that doesn't matter. But like the big things, that's definitely helped. And it helped. It oddly helped so much because I think planning the wedding caused so much tension in our relationship that 
you know, probably will happen with babies and blah, 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 blah. And then knowing all of that, like having all of that from our counselor just like made it so much easier to get through. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good to know because not that I'm like I'm not doing it right now, but it has something I thought about. I'm like, ooh, that sounds weird. <laughs> no, I highly recommend it. It was like a little awkward, especially when he's like, okay, so let's talk about your sex life. And at one point, he was saying, I don't know what Glenn was talking about, but he said something about, don't you guys just ever have a little quickie in the kitchen? I do with my girlfriend. And then every single time Jim kissed me in the kitchen for like the next month and a half, I was like, nope. Nope. All I can think of was Glenn. Glenn. Glenn, the center of your marriage now. Awesome. Oh, goodness. goodness. I know I said that that was the last question, but I do have one more because um, I I think it is relevant. People will want to know. Your honeymoon. Very quickly. Yes. um, What are you doing for your honeymoon? Yes. So we changed it a touch. So we... Obviously, the holidays are coming up, so we were always planning on going the spring after we got married and doing, like, a mini honeymoon. So I work this weekend, so next weekend we're going to a bed and breakfast in the North Georgia Mountains, and we're going on a four-hour scenic trail ride of the Blue Ridge Railway. Wow. Where I'm just going to drink and read a book or whatever (laughs) and look at the scenery. Um, And then we were originally – we wanted to go somewhere in the Caribbean – and we, I was thinking Barbados. We had looked at that and we looked at a couple other places, but per the suggestion of my sister, she was like, you know, there's a lot of travel restrictions on because of COVID and you don't, like, we don't know where May will be and you don't want to plan something and then have it fall apart. So we're going, we're spending seven nights at a resort in Puerto Rico because it's within the United States and it's much easier to travel. <laughs> so yeah, that's smart. That's very smart. Well, fun. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Being so (laughs) open and letting me just kind of text you. And I'm like, I have an idea and I think this would be very helpful. Um, This is something that I think uh, a lot of my listeners are going through or are thinking about. And so I know that this is very helpful for them. Yep. And you can do it. And our wedding was amazing. And I would, I would never have taken it. I would never take it back and postpone. I think it was perfect. And yeah. it was the date I wanted, and and you can do it. It's not the end of the world. And you can do it safely and not be a super spreader. True. True. Also, yes. Yeah, no, the wedding was su- super safe. Everything was done so well, and never, ever did we ever feel uncomfortable or – Um, everybody seemed to have a great time and it was awesome. So thank you so much. And guys, if you want to uh, follow Eden, because you have to see her, her around the world dishes, what's your, um, what's your Instagram handle? It's at EG Tinks. So EG T I N K S and it is private, but if you send me a message and be like, I listen to Sarah, I'll approve it or whatever. Yeah, because her dishes look amazing. Um, And with that, I will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, First of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories. And tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post. And that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be 
selfish. And finally, if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content, you can at sarahebossblog.com. All right, guys, I will see you in the next episode.